Harlem, 1926. Young black women like Louise Lloyd are ending up dead. Following a harrowing kidnapping ordeal when she was in her teens, Louise is doing everything she can to maintain a normal life. And she's succeeding, until one day a girl turns up dead in front of the cafe where she works. Louise can't look away any longer and is pulled into the investigation. Will she be able to find the murderous mastermind before they find her? to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. And I'm Christina. And this month we are reading Dead Dead Girls by Nakessa Afia. Woo! <laughs> so as we always do, we're going to get into our non-spoiler reviews first. Christina, what did you think of Dead Dead Girls? Um, you know, I liked this book. I like a lot of the books that we read, of mm. course. I think it had a nice little mystery to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a question. Okay. Uh, is this a YA novel? No. Technically. Okay. I was wondering, because the cover really threw me off. The cover doesn't match the vibes of this book. No, it doesn't. I was like, the cover is YA, but the themes are really um It's really dark. Extreme. It's really dark. <laughs> really dark. <laughs> um, so I was really confused about that. Okay. I I like okay. That changes <laughs> my view a little bit. Um, I, I liked it. <laughs> okay, I liked it a little bit more. <laughs> now that you know you didn't accidentally read a YA book. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was just like, if this was written for young adults, I just don't know mm. about like some of these. I just, uh, like, I don't know. Like some of the messages. Right. Uh, I don't know. Like for YA, I, again, like in super graphic scenes in there too. So I just, the covers just very uh, misleading I, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it almost feels like it's going to be a cozy mystery yeah and then it's not at all exactly exactly it's very dark <laughs> it just does not match at all i'm sorry <laughs> that's i guess my biggest complaint i'm gonna yeah that's my biggest complaint it i did have another complaint that i'm gonna i'm gonna go into i guess okay I'm going to blame myself for this one. Um, my ADHD has been really bad, and I feel like this author did not whew, did not write for an ADHD-prone <gasps> audience. She used um, a lot of a lot of names that did not agree with my ADHD-ness. Okay, which is a weird thing to say, but I got distracted so much. Okay, reading this book, like. There were a lot of names that she used that were familiar in a distracting way. Like one of the mob dudes that was really bad, Jimmy Olsen. Yes, okay, that threw me off when there was somebody named Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Come on. I'm thinking like nerdy redhead dude. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's the dude from uh, The Bugle, right? And Spider-Man, like... Just a nerdy kid. No, like it's this bad mob dude in this novel. Like I just was really distracted by names like that. Wait, is Jimmy Olsen the bugle? Who's Superman's like journalist? Oh, he's one of the, it, okay, that it might be Superman. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're right. I knew he was like one of those little, um, he worked in a newspaper yeah, like, with little uh, some superhero. dude who like follows yeah. one of the superheroes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I, Thought it was Spider-Man, but it's Superman for sure. Okay. <laughs> See, and this is where my brain went every time right. I heard that name. <laughs> yes. So I'm reading this book, you know, and when I sit down to read a type of a book like this, that's like, I knew that this was going to be some sort of murder mystery. Right. I expected to get through this book real quick. Mm -hmm. And then every time I came across a name like Jimmy Olsen, my brain would go through that thought process every single <laughs> yeah. time. So reading this book took way more, way much longer than I ever intended it to take because I spaced out so much mm. or I'd go down a Googling rabbit hole. There is a character named Sam Harris. Mm. Sam Harris is another, he's a neuroscientist. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And he's been on some podcasts as a guest. And so I vaguely recognize the name, but not enough to where I'd be like, able to recall it quickly and move on. It was a name where I was like, I recognize it, but where do I recognize it from? Hmm. And then like, I go on a internet rabbit hole for an hour Mm. or something because my ADHD is so bad right now. (laughs) I just got so hung up. And then for me, okay, I'm just going to keep going. Go, 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 go. But I made a whole list. But (laughs) for me also, the name Louise Lloyd did not flow for me. Again, I'm going to blame my brain chemistry. Like, it just did not. Like, my brain skipped, like, every time I read it. And it would get so hung up. And for me, it wasn't like a... It didn't seem like it was, like, a a 1920s name where it was, like, snappy. You know, like, (laughs) Louise Lloyd. No, like, but I would see, like, Lou Lloyd. Hey, Lou Lloyd, what's okay. up? You know, or like, hey, lovey Lloyd, what's going on? You know, mm. or like, but Louise Lloyd, like, it's so ugh, like heavy on the tongue. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, ugh. like even Louisa Lloyd, mm. that has a better flow to it. I don't know. Just something about the flow of that name okay. just really bogged me, bogged my mind down every time. And she wrote out the full name so much yeah. in the book that I was really bothered by it. And then her aunt having her same exact yes. name really bothered me. <laughs> and it bothered me so much that if her aunt had her same exact name, it was even more reason that the main character should have been Lou or Lovey. Right. <laughs> to distinguish it. Because she kept writing... The other Louise. Right. The older Louise. Which is also funny like, just because she was trying to kind of like hide from her past. And we'll get into this when we get to the spoiler discussion. But like she was trying to hide from her past a little bit. So it is just kind of funny that she didn't fully take on an alias in all yes. walks of her life instead of just like the speakeasy. Yes. I had that same exact thought. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Any other non-spoiler uh, thoughts? <laughs> you know, I'm sure... Uh... <laughs> I just turned my note paper over and I had another ADHD complaint. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. I didn't count exactly how many times this sentence was used. Okay. I, I don't know if you noticed that this one phrase was used excessively. Pulled herself up to her full height. Oh, I saw other reviews talking about that. <laughs> Look, okay. Lou, Lou Lloyd. I'm going to call her Lou Lloyd. Yeah. Or Lovey Lloyd. She uh, is 5'2". Woohoo! <laughs> so, you know, I get... I am 5'1". Hannah, you just cheered. You're 5'2"-ish. 5'1 <laughs> and 3 fourths. I, I know you and, and I are very similar yeah. <laughs> in height. Um, I don't know if ever in my life I've pulled myself up to my full height. Like... Or tried to make myself seem taller, like, to intimidate anybody. (laughs) Not not to intimidate anybody, but I do do it every day now just because I have a third grader who is as tall as me. So I'm always like, I need to really stretch my neck and make sure my spine is as straight as possible because I do not want this third grade girl to be taller than me. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fair. I can see that. I can see that. But yes, I mean, I'm not uh, necessarily using it to intimidate other people. Like, you know, yeah. (laughs) I just was like, every time I saw that phrase, I was like, no. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, And she only let out a breath that she didn't know she was holding once. (laughs) nice (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah sorry overall i really liked the Mm. book once we get into spoiler reviews we can talk about that but non-spoilery i was very distracted the whole time yeah okay (laughs) wow i don't know how to follow that up (laughs) but i will (laughs) yeah i mean for me i will say 
I did enjoy the book overall. It was pretty good. I do have some mixed feelings about it. I I did really love the setting. I loved the characters. I really appreciated the queer elements and the romantic storyline that we have going on within this book. Uh, I thought the pacing was okay. I mean... At least I was pretty invested in, like, reading to find out what happened next. The chapters are incredibly mm-hmm. short, which I for my that. ADHD is, like, perfect. Like, yes, yes I'm accomplishing something. <laughs> I have. I really did appreciate that, actually. Um, though I do, I don't know. Overall, I do feel like the writing was a little clunky. And even with those really short chapters, sometimes it just kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes the breaks and the s- stops and the switches to the next chapters. I don't know. There was just, like, a clunkiness to this book in certain areas and yeah i just i don't know if all of the pieces that needed to be fleshed out were and then mm-hmm. all of the pieces that like didn't really need to be fleshed out then they were super fleshed out i don't know and yeah. <laughs> so there were just some interesting choices made with what the reader is told throughout the book and i don't know we'll talk about this but i i called the killer as soon as they were introduced <laughs> <laughs> and now again in into my adhd i'm the person who will jump from theory to theory like at the drop of a hat so i mean yeah. i will i'll be that person who goes like jacuzzi like to every single character at yes. some point throughout the story so it's not really a big thing meek saying like oh, i guessed the killer right away but i mean right <laughs> they were my main suspect from the beginning so oh my gosh <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a debut, so I would definitely be willing to read more from this author and within this series. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what the next book would be like. But, but yeah, overall, I think it was a, a fine book with some clunkiness. <laughs> yes. Um, Agreed. Well, then uh, it, we're going to get into our spoiler-filled discussion. So if you have not read Dead Dead Girls and you do not want to be spoiled, now is your time to stop the podcast, go and read the book, and then come back and listen to it. Otherwise, if you don't care about being spoiled, keep listening. Woo! So I have a couple discussion questions that I came up with, and then we can also just see where the discussion goes. <laughs> my my very first yeah. thing is, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the book. I'm curious. Did you pay attention to the dedication page? No, I didn't. I, I skipped over the dedication page for sure. Do you know who Aaron Tavit is? No. Uh, like actor, Broadway star. I think he was in like Graceland. I think he's in like Moulin Rouge right now. Or like okay. was in Moulin Rouge. Anyway, handsome guy he was in like the 25th anniversary 25th 50th whatever he was in an anniversary of Les Miserables as like the lead revolutionary dude okay um I believe anyway her dedication is to Aaron Tavit I'm free on Thursday night and would like to hang out please respond to this and then hang out with me on Thursday night when I'm free (laughs) oh my god that's amazing I saw that. I love that. This is perfect. Shoot your shot. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. I love that. That's like the best dedication I think I've ever seen. But yeah. Anyway, I liked that dedication, and I thought that got this book off to an interesting start. Yes, that's amazing. I like that. I guess my first question is kind of like the biggest question uh, that I was curious about was. When did you first suspect the detective of being involved and or of just straight out being the serial killer in this book? I think it was when, um, and this might be kind of late in the game, but it was when he like went out of his way to tell her his like deep story about his Aww. love, you know, like he he went off to the war and then, you know, he dated this african-american girl seamstress mm-hmm. and then the the warehouse burned down and she burned alive and i just was like Ugh, this is dramatic like right and it seems too like like he's trying to appeal to her you know mm-hmm. and the fact that he kept being like she was just like you yeah uh, like so much like you i was like oh this is creepy like i don't know yeah like uh he's either killing these girls because they're like Luis or because they're like this girl, this woman mm-hmm. that he used to love. Like, 
I was like, this is weird. Well, yeah, he also like contradicts himself then because he mentions a fire, but then he's also like, then she died. I tried to save her. I tried to convince her to stay with me. Nothing worked. And I was like, that's very suspicious. Are you sure you didn't kill her? Because that very much sounds like you killed her. Yeah. Because she didn't like agree with your way of thinking or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you? So um, this is jumping ahead, but do you think he killed her? I do. Yeah, I fully do. I think I yeah, I think he killed her. And I think his mission was here's here's where I because I don't think things were fully fleshed out. And this is one of those things. Mm -hmm. My suspicion is that she was a sex worker Mm -hmm. and that he thought he had saved her and gotten her out Uh. of that life. And then when she was, like, on her two feet and feeling good about life and was like, "Mm, I don't really need this white man to save me uh, and left him, then he was like, oh, no, how dare you? I'm now going to kill every single black sex worker and save them because I couldn't save you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But I don't know that it was fully, like, stated in the book ever. And I don't, Mm -hmm. which I mean. I don't think it was things don't necessarily need to be stated in the book you i'm i'm fine with things being left up to the reader to put together but i still do kind mm-hmm. of want that confirmation like was i was i correct in this assumption <laughs> well or at least for like louise to be like oh my god he must have killed lauren or mm-hmm. you know he must have killed her first she right. must have been the first one like just for her to like even have that thought would have been nice which yeah. i don't think she did yeah, I don't know. I don't know that she did. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know. The only reason I suspected him right away is because of one line where Luis meets the detective and goes, I recognize him from somewhere, but I don't know where. And so then my brain was, <laughs> here's the thing. Another thing that I don't know is actually true or not. So then I was like, is he the person who kidnapped her? Oh, yeah. That's another thing where they almost revealed that he was, but then didn't. Okay. So I'm convinced he is the person who kidnapped her, but I don't think they fully, fully clarified that in the book. They and didn't. I, I needed that clarified. Yeah. She like, remember at the end, mm. she like, okay. Okay. So she goes to New York Public Library. She looks mm-hmm. at that photo. He's in it with her because he's one of the officers yes. that found or like, you know, that was saved like her or whatever. Case. Yeah. And then she later opens up her memory box and finds another photo. And then she's like, it's almost like that one, but he's not in mm-hmm. it or something like that. But then I was like, I don't really understand the sentence. Like. I don't right. understand what she's looking at. Like, I don't get what she just said. But, like, what is that proving to? Yeah. Like, I didn't understand what it proved. And I feel like it it almost went there. Right. Where she was like, he's the guy that kidnapped me. But it didn't go there. That's, I reread, like, their final confrontation before we recorded because I was like, maybe I missed it and he did reveal Mm -hmm. or she did reveal. And the only thing is when he's talking about like, you've caused me uh, too much trouble. You have been a pain in my ass since we met. I was going to help you. That's what you don't realize. And then she says, you were going to kill me. And I was like, is she talking about those 10 years ago when he kidnapped? Mm -hmm. Again, I fully think he did kidnap her and the other black girls 10 years ago. And then for whatever reason, just laid low for these 10 years and then decided to do it again yeah but like differently to try and like because the first time didn't work yeah so he had to try something else yeah i i don't know so that's that's where i'm saying i feel like it was kind of clunky and i just i wish things had been more clearly Mm -hmm. stated at times just because yeah i want that validation that you have put all the pieces together (laughs) yeah exactly Oh my gosh. So then I guess my next question would be, um, was there anyone else that you were suspicious of or convinced that they committed murder, the murders? Okay, basically everyone they threw at me, I was convinced. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, it could be Bernard Thomas. But, you know, okay, so Bernard Thomas, he was a reporter. Mm -hmm. The creepy reporter. I don't think I, he was a creepy reporter. I don't think I actually believed he did it ever. I just think he was annoying Mm. and... I don't know. I did kind of 
I don't know. I I think I kind of thought it was Martin, maybe. Okay. He was the other officer, but he was like obviously aggressive. Yes. And obviously like racist. Yes. And so I feel like he was like obviously like maybe involved. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, well, maybe he could have done it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just not going to be revealed until like way at the end. And then also, I think Frank Lister, I think was a good candidate too. Mm. He's a club owner. Okay. Yeah I, yeah. I think the only other person that I really, I mean, I did accuse everybody at some point, but I know. <laughs> yeah. But the other person that I was really like, ah, oh, this makes full sense. I thought for a while that it was going to be Sam Harris, her like previous fiance and the, yeah. because cause mm-hmm. of like the church angle, because the prayer cards or whatever, like the yeah. cards that were left, yeah, that was that never was explained. Kind of weird. It was never explained. The only yeah. thing I can think of is that the detective a couple times did like the sign of the cross when when Luis did it too. And I was like, is that the all we need to know that he's religious and that this is like slightly a religious thing? So I thought for sure it was going to be Sam because he he had like debts at the club. He was clearly mm-hmm. going to see them. He he mentioned that he was trying to help them. And when it became clear that the murderer was targeting these sex workers in some kind of weird way to, like, save them from that life. Yeah. I I was like, oh, I don't want it to be him. But is it him? Because that would make sense for the whole, like, religious angle. But yeah, he also got, like, you're. Ir- like irrationally angry with yes. her when, like at the beginning when she just barely mentioned one of the girls dying yes yeah yeah now that you bring it up i was totally suspicious of him at the beginning i think it was like when he appealed to her much later that i was like okay mm-hmm. like he's probably innocent but yeah definitely at the beginning when he like lashed out at her i was like mm-hmm. that's that's always suspicious when people do that right <laughs> Like, you're getting angry for no reason yeah. in this little thing. Mm, okay. Yeah. And and then with, <laughs> with the reporter, I mean, he gets captured and... Not captured. I mean, he gets taken in by the police. Like, at the... <laughs> he gets, he gets captured, captured by the police. <laughs> it was a standoff. <laughs> he's kidnapped somewhere. No, so the police uh, bring him in. We're at, like, the 50% mark when he gets pulled in. So I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way... That this is it, that he's the one who did it. We still have so much of the book left. And then he Mm -hmm. instantly died after she brought the tea that the detective wanted her to bring. So that's when I was like, okay, I now have no more suspects. We're at the 50% mark. The detective clearly murdered this man. I, I, I don't have all of the reasoning why, but this detective clearly poisoned the tea and convinced Luis to have the reporter drink it i just well yeah okay so that was so incredibly obvious and yeah so at that point too like and it's like he takes a sip of his tea he's coughing he's gagging he takes another sip he dies even more he takes a sip he's dead and it's like okay well stop taking sips all right (laughs) (laughs) this is not working (laughs) that's why i kind of expected like more of the mystery to be solved because 50% through the book were like okay we got this This is wrapped up and then they spend so much like that whole Ouija scene was completely unnecessary it didn't do anything like and I was like okay now there's like a supernatural element like what's happening because they never explained like they couldn't explain the heels walking down the the hallway and like I was like okay so now they're ghosts I mean, they did explain the Ouija board at least with like the magnets. Yes, um, yes, yes. But, yes. but yeah, I it seemed really dumb because we spend the back half of this book knowing that it's the detective, or at least for me, I was like kind of hoping at that point that it wasn't going to be the detective just because of how obvious it was. But we yeah. spend that whole back half of the book trying to like slowly catch him but also i it was just so slow and it made none of their plans really fully made sense i was like Mm -hmm. so you're just gonna keep provoking him until he what until he kills again because that's what he does what what is your plan here yeah 
Yeah, plus, like, I get, like, breaking into his apartment just to, like, see what he has there. But, like, see what he has there and then maybe try and lead them to his apartment to find that evidence. Right. Or, like, I don't know. It just, like, feels like it could have been done a different way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just... She got her sister killed. It was totally her fault. Okay, that's that was going to be my next question was, were you expecting Celia to die? Because I wasn't. All right, so here's my thought on Celia. Okay. okay here's, so Celia, she's 16 years mm-hmm. old. She's betrothed. Mm-hmm. We never meet this guy that okay, she's betrothed We never to. meet and we never know his name. And so for the longest time, I was, I was like, that's going to be the final clue. We're going to get the name okay. of her fiance and that's going to somehow be the person who did it. Okay, no, I totally thought her fiance, whoever that was, was going to be the murderer. Yes. So when we find out the detective is the murderer, I was like, oh my God, has she been engaged to the detective this whole time? But then we find out that she has met the detective mm-hmm. and like he's been questioning her. So then I was like, okay, I guess it's not him that she's engaged to. But who's she engaged to? We never to? know. <laughs> like, but we never find out because, but then you still kind of think like there's something wrong with her engagement. Cause she's kind of depressed. Like she's like going to Louise, like, you know, like unsure and mm-hmm. like something's wrong. Yeah, Her twin sister sure. said like she fell in with the wrong crowd and that she was really concerned. So there were all of these clues that this is like really bad and something yeah. is clearly happening. And then I just think it's funny. Cause you say like, there are all those distracting names. And then the fact that we never got the name of the fiance was just so yeah. frustrating to me. I don't necessarily need I to know. know his name, but I don't know. I just felt like, if she's not even going to go meet the fiance, can we at least have a name? I know. I'm like, you got you got name problems. You got name problems before. <laughs> no names, too many names, wrong names. Just <laughs> ugh, so bad. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that would have been such a great twist right? if it was him and then he ended up killing her anyways, because I honestly kind of thought Celia was going to okay. get murdered just because I was like, she's going to get murdered by her fiance. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just was like, you know, something's not right here. Yeah. Like something's obviously wrong. Like something bad is going to happen to her. But I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't think she was going to get murdered, but I really thought Luis was going to save her before she got murdered i really didn't think she was gonna end up being one of the dead girls on the like cafe steps yeah and i think part of it was that even though i know the focus was on these black girls who were being killed by the serial killer i i did for the longest time feel concerned about rosa maria Luis's girlfriend and i think that's just because Mm -hmm. of like the barrier gaze trope (laughs) it's just like it's gonna happen again (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah i was like also Raphael. i was like Raphael's gonna get murdered i I don't know why that's why he would be murdered (laughs) just because he was an adorable man (laughs) leah and he did show up to shovel that one night when the club got raided he could have been murdered yeah (laughs) who knows after the Ouija night, I could totally have seen the detective mm. retaliating some way. But I, I, yeah, I totally thought he was going to get Raphael or Rosa Maria or like someone else, not necessarily Celia, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in book two, we'll get Celia's fiance and it'll be a <laughs> mystery about him and he will be doing something dastardly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He's, like, trying to get his uh, wedding dowry or whatever (laughs) (laughs) that he was promised. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, we've kind of hit on this, but really my final question was just how did you even feel about the ending and just the full reveal of the detective being the serial killer? I mean, again, like, the reveal, (sighs) it wasn't even, like, that great because, Mm -hmm. like... We knew it by the 50% through the novel. Mm -hmm. So Officer Martin kind of solidifies that fact. Not long afterwards. Yeah, he's all suspicious of his detective, of the detective too. Yeah, so he like starts working with Luis and and Annie Taylor. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So, you know, they all start working together to try and trap him. So I don't know. 
Uh, I totally was suspecting that she would shoot him because mm. of all the practice that she was doing with her gun. So I was glad she actually hit him because I don't think she hit the target once during practice. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was wondering if she was actually going to hit him. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. I think we just I'm so used to the full monologues and whatnot, and we don't really get a full like evil monologue. <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, we had like his the letter that kind mm-hmm. of revealed why he was doing it, but and he, it was so funny because remember she was like, "What? What? Uh, what did she ask him? Like, what? Um, where did you serve? Oh. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like he's still trying to be like so mysterious yeah. in like a really annoying way. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's like, dude, just give up the ghost. Like, we know everything about you. We've been in your apartment. Right. <laughs> we saw you at the lamp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I did like Luis's... I just don't like her name. Luis's and <laughs> Rosa Maria's relationship. I thought it was really sweet. Yes. And I liked that uh, we kind of caught them, like, kind of, it seemed like later in their relationship i feel like a lot of times in books we're like at the beginning or like when they're first Mm -hmm. meeting or you know like at some sort of event like they're getting married Mm -hmm. or you know something but this is like when they're comfortable with each other and they've known each other for a long time and that's like not something that you see every every day when you read a book you know and um so it's nice just to see two people that are like really comfortable with each other and just living their lives like you know they have an argument and you know but they put away put it to the side because there's bigger matters at hand it's like oh it's just such a normal relationship and like uh, it's just so cozy Mm -hmm. and oh something else that was so cozy about this novel that I really enjoyed were so it took place in summertime Mm -hmm. and like Of course, Luis is, like, super stressed during this, but I found it really calming. But every time she'd go and sit on her windowsill, like, in her robe to, like, smoke and, like, people watch and, like, read, you know, her investigative Mm -hmm. materials, you know, I was just like, like, again, we're going through third winter here. Like, (laughs) I would give anything for it to be summer. Right. And I would give anything to be able to sit on a windowsill, like, Mm -hmm. in a robe and, like people watch in new york city like Mm -hmm. i just think that would be so luxurious yeah and calming yeah yeah it's real like cottage core for me (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i really did love that their relationship was already established and we're just Mm -hmm. seeing like a small snippet of time in their life so rosa maria is still going on about her daily life and her job and you know, is there mm-hmm. to support when she can, but also, you know, has her own things going on. And it was just, it was really nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, you know, sometimes you use your significant other to uh, get ahead in your own investigations. And yeah. uh, sometimes that can backfire and almost get your partner fired. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's not always great. like oops i got your boss killed i mean he was kind of a creepy guy but (laughs) (laughs) but you know and he was accused of murder so (laughs) and hiring sex workers and that's the thing he i mean he was not a great dude because he was pretty much knowingly leading these girls to their deaths i mean maybe not the first time Mm -hmm. it happened because he was being blackmailed by the detective and so maybe not the first time he didn't realize what was going to happen to the girls when he left them at the apartment but yeah he definitely had to realize by the second by the third for sure that oh no yeah plus he's a journalist and you can't tell me that he's not Mm -hmm. curious and didn't go look in that apartment in between Mm -hmm. you know uses or anything like I'm sure he went there and saw the crime scene. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, he definitely knew what was going on. I mean, he owed Frank Lester a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, um, he 
is also a gambler, so yeah, definitely not a straight and narrow dude. Yeah, didn't want his wife to know about all of the sex workers he was hanging out with. Yeah. Oh my god, and her name was Virginia. So in my mind, I was like, oh, this takes place in Virginia. I'm like, <laughs> Christina, you're so stupid. This is, doesn't take place in Virginia. Her name is Virginia. It takes place in New York. <laughs> I was like, so confused. The whole book, like, God, my brain chemistry is so off right now. <laughs> oh my God. I hear the word Virginia and I'm like, this is a DC. Well, that's, I mean, the most random thought I had during this book. So I had finished reading a nonfiction book called The Radium Girls right before this. So, oh, yeah. Fantastic book. So sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it takes place in the 20s and it's about the girls who would work in the factories and they would use their lips to like wet the brushes and then dip it into the radium paint to make things glow in the dark. So to paint on like watches and, and things for the military yeah. and all this stuff. And so there was one line where one of the other ladies um, living in the house with uh, Luis and Rosa Maria where <laughs> it mentioned how she was glowing and like radiating and I was just like... <gasps> Are we going to hear that she worked at the radium factory? <laughs> and I know that like makes no sense at all, but that's where my mind went. Oh my <laughs> god. For some reason we're going to get this connection and no, no, it was just she was really happy. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I was thinking when uh Louise, she had like a green dress. Oh. What they used for green back then was like your like was it radium or it was like uranium or something toxic? Right. And so I mean, they did everyone... use radium in like a lot of things back. Like as soon as they, it was one of those like cure all type things where if we dilute it and put it in, yeah, things... yeah. So they'd use the green in the dresses and and wallpaper and stuff, but it was radioactive, mm. and so it would make the seamstresses like mm. you know skin fall off and everything. And like if you wore it it would give you get you sick and stuff too so that's what i thought of when i was like oh she's wearing a green dress i don't think green dye was like anything other than that harmful toxic material back then yeah i don't know about the dye for sure but i believe it yeah (laughs) i could see it (laughs) god yeah what a crazy time right i mean yeah they're oh the 20s i know right Ugh, i had to look up one phrase um and it was like oh she was splificated which is a <laughs> slang word from the 1920s meaning very drunk i did appreciate i i'm not super knowledgeable but i do feel that the slang that she used mm-hmm. was on point that she really was like going back to the 20s and using the terminology that would have been used so i did appreciate that i did too it definitely like reminded me that i was reading a book mm-hmm. set in the 1920s which is always nice mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah yeah it was nice you don't often read books set in the 1920s let alone from the point of view of like a minority population right. Yeah, I did. I did really like it for for those reasons as well. It was a new perspective mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I think she even says that in her author's note or his or her historical note. One of the notes that she has, oh, yeah. has at the end where it's just like, you know, you always see like the Gatsby, like the glitz and the glam. And then you mm-hmm. don't necessarily see what life was like for everybody else. And so exactly, I, I did. I did appreciate that. Still glamorous. I mean, they're going to the club like That's, every night. Yeah, it was. What the heck? I mean, it <laughs> definitely was still still glamorous. I I did love their just going and dancing and just being like the best dancers and just having a good time. Yeah. And then poor Raphael just like behind the bar, just like staring at them all sad. <laughs> like, get us more drinks, Raphael. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> you can't <laughs> gosh Ugh. yeah I mean nice ending for Raphael and he gets his own club yeah he's all set up in his own place that was very nice mm-hmm. he was probably one of my favorite characters he, maybe my favorite character he was great I, I did love him yeah um, <laughs> even the 
though, there's the one time where he was fully trying to hit on the detective. <laughs> oh, I liked that part. That was fun. Though, I just, I do, the other thing, like, we were just so hit over the head that the detective was the bad guy. Because every time somebody new met the detective, like, her sisters, when they met the detective, were like, mm, I don't like him, he's a bad guy. Like... Mm, I don't yeah. like him. There's something off about him. Everybody said that. And even Raphael afterwards, yeah. where she was like, you know, like, things are going down. Pretty sure he's a bad guy. Like, what did you think when you saw him? And he's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, Raphael was like, no, not him. Right. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Which I appreciated. But also, like, I feel like um, their view of him could have been colored by him being just a cop oh for sure like a white cop you know for sure. like <laughs> i mean who doesn't get the creeps if they just see a cop yeah <laughs> especially like trying to hang out and be cool you're like all right but what do you really want <laughs> yeah what's your angle here yeah <laughs> yeah i agree with that yeah <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, and under the circumstances, too, like, he's basically blackmailed Luis into working for him, like, for free. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because she gets arrested, and then he's like, well, we can make this go away if you help me solve this case, because, you know, he's just super yeah. obsessed with her, and he found his way to get her closer to him. Yeah, they don't care about her safety, they get her in a situation where she's sexually assaulted. Yes! And then she has to interview her assaulter. Yeah. She kept having to be <laughs> like, the one to talk to everybody when they were locked up. And it was, yeah. Yeah. No, ridiculous. I'd be like, you pay me or I'm not doing your job. You are paid to interrogate people. Yeah. I'm not. And you're trained to interrogate people. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but it's just like you know, part of being a woman and a minority and not having a voice or feeling like you don't have a voice. Right. So I feel like that was represented well here. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Which sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> of course. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like Louise handled it well mm -hmm. and uh, came out on top. So yeah, yeah, she has a lot of trauma to deal. Oh with gosh, now. so much more. I mean, she already so she trauma. already had trauma from the kidnapping ten years ago, and mm -hmm. and now you've got all of this trauma on top of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the memories. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean is another reason why I am kind of curious to see what a like sequel book would be. Yeah, what, how she's dealing with things. Hopefully, she has her place with Rosa Maria since they were kind of working toward I know. getting their own place. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. Are Are they like planning on writing a sequel? Um. I mean, I know it's supposed to be a series. Oh, okay. Oh, it does say Harlem Renaissance Mystery Number One. Yeah, because that's the thing. It says, like, number one on Goodreads, as in there's going to be more. But I don't know if there have. Mm -hmm. I mean, it came out last year, I believe. So it is still pretty yeah. recent. Yeah, June 1st, 21. So. Oh, look, it has Harlem Sunset. So it looks like there's already a description for the next book. Ooh, what is the description for the next book? Harlem, 1927. With the horrors of the summer and the girl killer behind her, Louise Lloyd is eager to usher in her 28th year with her girlfriend and best friend by her side. Okay. Number one, Louise Lloyd said she was 26 in the previous book. So it was the tw it was 1925, though, wasn't it? And you're saying that now it's 1927. Oh, was it not okay, 1925? Gotcha. So, oh, no, it was 1926. Know, you're right. Oh, but she could have been like turning. Maybe she hadn't had her birthday yet. I don't know. Okay. Somehow it works. Seems complicated. Somehow it works. <laughs> yes, we'll just say it does. When Nora Davies, one of the girls Luis was kidnapped with, reintroduces herself, Luis was wary to connect. So maybe we'll learn more about that there. By the okay. next morning, Nora will be dead. Rosa Maria Moreno <gasps> covered in her blood and no one can remember what happened. <gasps> 
With Morosa Maria's freedom on the line, Louise must get to the bottom of Nora's death before time runs out. Wait, but then is this going to reveal that the detective wasn't the kidnapper? Maybe. <laughs> and that somebody else was the kidnapper? Because I really thought he was. Yeah, maybe. Oh, boy. When's it coming out? June 28th. Okay. So you don't have to wait too long for it. Yeah. The cover does make it look like it's going to be a cozy mystery again. Like, the cover is gorgeous, but it has more cozy vibes than (laughs) dark and serious vibes. And it looks like the author commented on the second book, still not a cozy. (laughs) She knows that her covers make it look like a cozy mystery. (laughs) What the heck? Change your cover then. (laughs) I mean, the covers do give a nice 1920s feel yes, to it. Yes, But, um... The covers are gorgeous. I don't know. I, I do like the cover for the second one better. Mm, yeah. It does have, like, a darker, like, a... Mer- well, I don't know. The first one has a dark background, too. Yeah. But it's just the animation. I, I'm i not... You know me. I'm not a huge fan of the drawn right animation style like it has to be done a certain way i think right for me not to think that it's a young adult Mm -hmm. book and i still think that this looks like a young adult novel yeah and i think that's the problem with a lot of books with illustrated covers because what's happening is like i think illustrated covers are kind of in right now and so every genre is now taking on illustrated covers and like for romance I think people mm-hmm. see an illustrated cover and they assume that there's not going to be as much sex and as much description, like descriptive sex in it. Yeah. And then there is, and they feel like they, that that doesn't match up with the cover, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel one way or another about that, but like, I, I just think now you can't tell yeah. what books are supposed to be cozy or, um, I don't, I don't like using the word sweet for romances that don't have sex. I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation where, I yeah. don't know, I, a romance can be sweet and have sex in it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, there's a whole conversation to be had about illustrated covers. <laughs> and Yeah, yeah. I think covers in general, like, can be so misleading. Oh, for but, sure. And, like, for someone like me who doesn't really like to read a synopsis, it's like... Oh, it's real rough sometimes, but you know, it is what it is. It just means that I might miss some good books that have illustrated covers. Yeah. Unless you bring it to my attention. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else that you feel that we need to talk about, go through? I think we hit most of the main things that I wanted to discuss yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to add. All right. I think I, I got most of my rants you out. You did. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. There you go. Get it off your chest and now we can move <sighs> on. <laughs> All right. Well, then we've reached the point where we do recommendations. Oh, no. Christina! What's a recommendation? Well, Webster's Dictionaries. No, I'm just <laughs> Christina, what recommendations do you have? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never read a book set in the 1920s. What do you expect? Have you have you read mysteries? Have you watched mysteries? Um, you know, I I have read um mysteries before, believe it or not, and I am a fan of Agatha Christie. Okay. Most recent one I read was Crooked House. Okay. So I, I'm i going to recommend that one. I think she's like the best around town. Mm. You know, Crooked House was really good. It's a classic. I think, you know, really, like if you want to go to an author who, who lays out a mystery, really confuses you as far as who the suspects mm. could be, and then really wraps it up nice and neatly, she's the best in the game right. for sure. Um, and then, um, you know, there's always Great Gatsby for your 1920s. Ritz and Glitz (laughs) fix. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh my God. Hannah, what are you recommending? (laughs) 
So I have I have two recommendations. First up is The Boy in uh, the Red Dress by Kristen Lambert. So this is a YA mystery set in the late 20s in the French Quarter. And so you have Millie, who is running her aunt's speakeasy while her aunt is out of town. And then you've got Marion, who is the club star performer. And so soon a body shows up and every sign points to Marion, the boy in the red dress, as the killer. So, of course, it's up to Millie to help clear her friend's name. Uh, This is another book with a lot of queer rep in it, so the main character is bisexual and is shown to have both male and female love interests, which is really fun to see. It's a solid mystery. I think, kind of similar to this, there is a little clunkiness to it. It didn't necessarily hit all of the emotional beats that I wanted it to, but overall it was a fun time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if you're looking for another mystery set in the... 20s around speakeasies, then you could check this one out. Awesome. Yeah, and then the other book I'm going to recommend is Hitting a Straight Lick with a Crooked Stick, Stories from the Harlem Renaissance by Zora Neale Hurston. So I figured since we were reading a book taking place during the Harlem Renaissance that I would recommend a book by one of those authors. And so like the title says, it's a collection of short stories, and each one was really interesting. I would recommend skipping the introduction to the book and then going back to it after you've read it because the introduction basically goes through and spoils each short story. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, so, you know, read the short stories and then go back to the introduction to get some more, like, background knowledge on everything. I mean, the stories cover a vast range of topics. So, I mean, there's racism to sexism to colorism and I mean, I really mm-hmm. liked all of them. I think if I had to throw a couple names out there, I really liked the Gilded Six Bits. I really liked one called Monkey Junk. Uh, I really liked Under the Bridge and then Sweat. Those were my okay. Those were probably my favorites from the short story collection. But they were all really, really good. Nice. So, Christina, what are we reading next time? Oh, Hannah, wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) Well, let me just tell you, next time we are going to be taking a deep dive into gothic horror. We're going to read 1872 classic Carmilla by Irish author Sheridan Le Fanu. It's going to be an early work of vampire fiction. Actually came out 26 years before Bram Stoker's Dracula. Nice. And uh, the story is narrated by a young woman preyed upon by a female vampire Mm. named Carmilla, later revealed to be Mercalla, Countess Karnstein. Uh, The character is a prototypical example of a lesbian vampire so we're gonna have some okay. queer themes in the next uh month's novel I feel like all vampire stories have queer themes in them <laughs> i i agree i completely <laughs> agree <laughs> um so i'm excited to read it um i think it's gonna be great love gothic horror nice i'm excited yeah. Uh, so join us next month for Carmilla and in the meantime listen to our past episodes and don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen nice yeah thanks for joining in on our discussion and don't forget to treat yourself (laughs) 